0: Episode fifty eight, Stack Overflow. Hey everybody, this is Ryan and Ben, and today we're gonna to be talking about Air AI, Stack Overflow's Death, and Google Genesis. Get ready as we catch you up on the AI AI news in about ten minutes, or maybe a little bit more. But before that, let's get to the little news items. Ben, what do you got for that? Alright, here we
1: go. The ChatGPT subreddit is now at two million five hundred and ninety-one thousand members strong. So Still seeing some growth there. Um, updates from Bing Chat include reading images, coding from an image, and use and use on mobile. So Bing Chat is now on mobile. Uh, definitely check that out. Next one here, GPT Portfolio. That is the stock trading portfolio that is controlled completely by AI. Uh, is, is on or it's on Twitter and or X as it's been renamed. Is very interesting to watch right now because it is beating the S and P 500. And if you go to GPT portfolio, it it does, it's basically trading based on some sentiments based on tweets and what some politicians are doing and a bunch of different things. You can actually kind of choose your journey there. Pretty cool. Uh, Something we're into right now and it's something to watch. All right. Next one here. Apple has entered AI with its own AI tools, including a conversational AI chatbot named Apple GPT. GPT is really the letters of the year. I will definitely say that. And last one here, if you like what you if you like what you hear, you can support us by going to our website and clicking on the support tab. And that website is the
0: chatgptreport.com. Ryan, let's get into our main topic here. Hit us off. Absolutely. So AIR AI is what we're going to be talking about on this one. And AIR is an advanced conversational AI system that is capable of conducting realistic sales and customer service calls lasting from five to 40 minutes over the phone resembling human and resembling human interactions. Moreover, it boasts the ability to perform actions independently across a vast array of 5000 distinct applications. Now, with the potential of deploying an AI sales or customer service team at the touch of a button, it offers the equivalent of having a massive workforce of 100,000 representatives available instantly. Yeah, now, that
1: that really is interesting that it can uh independently perform actions across 5,000 distinct applications. That is I think where it becomes more than just a tool and a little more of a um I don't know, what an asset I guess for yeah, a company a huge or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And where you're really bringing a lot of value, not just in the conversation, but you can tell the AI, "I want to go do this," and it mm-hmm. can go do that for the customer.
0: And if you, well, I'll post this on the Twitter as well as LinkedIn, but man, it it they did a just a quick minute of it, and it sounds it. It obviously sounds like AI, but it doesn't sound like it. It, it I think they do yeah. a good job so of it. So you're
1: saying the demo
0: sounded good. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> here we go. Yes. I'm saying the demo sounded great. Demos have been excellent this year. They, they are. Their marketing teams don't get paid enough. Um, okay. Now, the creators of AIR... Invite companies to participate in the beta phase and become early adopters of this revolutionary technology. Once granted granted access, businesses can customize their own AI, integrating it into live calls within minutes, making the process as simple as setting up a Facebook ad. Notably, AIR is not just a conceptual demonstration on, on Twitter or X. It is currently operational, engaging in real conversations with genuine individuals daily, effectively generating profits for actual businesses. Now, the versatility of AIR extends beyond standard use cases, encouraging users to explore creative applications such as developing an AI, SDR, or sales development rep. A 24 7 customer service agent or an account executive, or even engaging in therapeutic conversations or discussions with historic figures like Aristotle. The possibilities are limitless and only bound by one's imagination, as uh, Air's marketing team would say. Now, this is going to be a big one for the sales teams because, again, we were just talking about, um, Ben and I, a little bit ago about technology and they were doing a bunch of layoffs. And, you know, a lot of the sales teams were getting laid off early in January and this will not. Helped their cases at that because if, if this can do all that, I mean, what do you need a, a frontline sales team for? And, and you know, speaking from a, a, a former frontline SDR at a tech company, that's this is going to be really interesting to see uh, where this goes and kind of what legs this really gets. Yeah, it'll definitely be applied
1: in companies. It's just a matter of how many humans they need to apply it. Yeah, so, yeah, you know,
0: for example, my old SDR team was thirty people, and I wonder if now you only need seven. Because you yeah. can have one guy for each or one individual for each uh, region, and then the AI takes care of the rest. But yeah, knows? that'll
1: that'll be interesting. And do you get to call yourself a manager if you manage a team of AI representatives?
0: And that, that is that is
1: a great question. Actually, the <laughs> ultimate middle manager. <laughs> I also wonder with if AI is cont- is um, taking care of customer service conversations. If that is a way to attack companies and basically waste time by using up their server space. And you, you know, every time an AI is having a conversation, they have to be able to compute that, which also costs the company something. I mean, it takes money to attack in that way, but I wonder if a company, if there's like guidelines, cause you could probably get an AI talking for an hour. And if you could set up your own AI to talk to them, you know, I, I just wonder, I don't know if that'll actually be a thing. Um, I don't know why you would want to do that, other than to maybe hold something hostage, some guerrilla warfare between companies. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So, all right. Uh, Google Genesis is our next topic here. Google has introduced an AI tool called Genesis, which is designed to assist journalists by providing well-rounded outputs, examining news and global events. So it's kind of a little bit like a compilation, if you will. While Google emphasizes emphasizes that. Genesis is not meant to replace human content writers and will not affect journalist roles in reporting and fact-checking. Concerns have been raised about its potential impact on jobs in journalism, as you would expect. Now, some see Genesis as a helpful tool to automate certain tasks and improve efficiency, kind of like all other tools we have. While others worry about the risk of unvetted articles flooding the web, leading to inaccuracies and potential misinformation, which is interesting because there's already a lot of that out there as well. So in some ways, I wonder if it would be easier to trick, but there's misinformation that comes from a lot of biases that get played out in journalism as well. So uh, I think we're going to have that either way, but that's interesting to know. Um, Despite the introduction of AI in journalism, many believe that AI cannot replace the essential role of human journalists in sniffing out stories and ensuring accuracy. However, the debate about responsible implementation of AI in content creation continues with publications considering its potential benefits and drawbacks. While AI may provide support and aid, it is unlikely to completely replace the human touch in journalism anytime soon. Now, here's kind of my take on that. I think that it'll be AI is definitely going to be permeate any something, anything that creates content, which is journalism. And I think AI does a good job of compiling a lot of data from stories that are already created and it can probably create some stories, but there are some good investigative journalism that really takes a human to be able to say, Oh, that something wasn't right there. And I'm going to look into it a little bit more. Like think about the stories that really move the needle on a lot of things it's when it's like a deep uncovering of events that's that will not be replaced by ai but somebody will probably be using ai to clean up that writing or do something um but that's something that i don't think ai can replace but i do think ai can help in a lot of ways of compiling news or more of the mundane tasks within that so we'll see how that plays out but that's kind of my take on it there's definitely going to be humans needed um and you're not getting rid of them anytime soon, we're here to stay. But AI, I, I, AI would be a good tool for that.
0: Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right on that. I, I, I think the more investigative journalism stuff will really power through, but I do wonder if it's one of those things where the cream rises, and if you're kind of lazy about your journalism, you're going to get knocked out from AI pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, it, like it, it kind of raises the bar of what – a replaceable person might be. I, I don't know. That's it's once again, it's not one for one. You can't take one AI and replace a person or all the tasks that one person does, but you can replace some tasks and maybe
0: combine jobs. Yeah. And if you guys have opinions, obviously shoot us an email at the chatgpt report at gmail.com. All right, for the final one here, Stack Overflow concerns everybody. So first first off, for those unaware, if you're not a um, if you're not a techie, or a, um, a programmer, of what Stack Overflow is. Stack Overflow is the largest, most trusted online community for developers to learn, share their programming knowledge, and build their careers, okay? And a lot of people, when you had programming questions, you'd go in there and ask a question, and you were able to get an answer pretty quickly from them. Um, pretty open open system there. Now, there's a chart showing, I'll, I'll show this uh, on... Twitter as well as LinkedIn, A significant de- there's a chart showing a significant decline in stack overflows traffic by almost 50%, indicating a worrisome trend that extends beyond the platform. And detecting AI-generated content has become a challenge, as evident from OpenAI shutting down their AI classifier due to low accuracy, which is what we talked about a few shows ago. Now, many believe that differentiating AI-generated text is difficult, and OpenAI is currently exploring more effective techniques for text while being confident about recognizing AI in audio and visual content. Now, this is where Stack Overflow comes into play. Now, tools like Copilot and ChatGPT have made platforms like Stack Overflow less appealing since they provide faster answers without making users feel bad for asking questions. Apparently, that's been a thing in Stack Overflow. And you don't have
1: to deal with the attitudes of anybody responding with snarkiness or like, how do
0: you not know that? Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So yeah, as a beginner, it's really helpful because if you know if anyone's ever been a beginner at anything, you get into something you're like, oh, I'm a little embarrassed to do this. Yeah, you feel dumb for a while. Right, yeah. where now you can just ask a question and be like, okay, I can feel dumb by myself. <laughs> now, while Stack Overflow has banned AI-generated answers, we wonder if there's a way for human, and so they have banned it, and we wonder if there's a way for human and AI-generated content to coexist and complement each other, acknowledging that AI's presence cannot be reversed. And this is big because the survival of Stack Overflow is question. And what we see here is they must adapt to the AI challenge to avoid a potential threat to their existence. Now, if you're listening to that and wanted to follow along more, I mentioned the AI classifier because OpenAI can't even detect their own AI system saying it's AI. And so now Stack Overflow is trying to be like, hey, we we're banning all this AI stuff but is it really AI? So there's there's a lot of stuff going on with that. I, to be honest, I, I think Stack Overflow is in big trouble with this. I really do. Um, because again, you can do all your coding on any one of these AI platforms to help you out. So they might be one of the first, not the first, but one of the, the guys that gets knocked out here. Yeah,
1: for sure. 50% is a big number. It's a huge and number. I yeah. could see Stack Overflow maybe rebranding as more of a niche thing, where mm-hmm. maybe they have like higher end help and or... Maybe they start something where they have basic AI help and then they have higher end if, you know, they have to restructure somehow because I think that putting your head in the sand is probably not going to work out for them in the long term. Exactly. All right, guys, let's take you out here. Thank you all for giving us a listen today. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss our new episode every week on Thursday morning. Check out our website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can find links that we mentioned in the episode as well as transcripts to each show, and you can support us. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at Report. Please please send us an email at Report at gmail.com. We hope you have a great rest of your day.